Welcome to the Kitchen Sink Meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Starting in July 2021, the meeting will be hybrid. You will still be able to attend the meeting via Zoom. Please go to the Los Angeles Intergroup's webpage at oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. Incredibly happy to be here. Um, especially because, you know, like, when Jack asked me, like, oh, good, it's a good enough reason for me to shower and put on a shirt. Uh, I always like to start off with my pictures, um, just because it's proof, right? Like, you know, you see someone jump on here and it's like, uh, what, what does he actually, you know, know about this, right? Uh, what's this about? You know, we're already in the rooms, but I'm still, I'm still skeptical. So I would like to show my pictures it's even better in Zoom because, you know, when you're in person, you, you kind of pass the album along. You're like, oh, okay, it's a nice shirt, whatever, whatever. And you move on. But with Zoom, you know, uh, uh, there's nowhere for me to hide when I, when I screen share them. So, you know, here's, uh, here's me at my highest weight, 380 plus pounds. I might, I might have told this joke two years ago when I was here as, uh, as the reason it says 380 plus pounds because, you know, I stopped weighing myself at this point. And obviously, it's science. If you don't stop weighing yourself, you can't gain weight. Um, I was uh, having this, you know, amazing career early in my life. I was already in what I wanted to do. And, and honestly, I don't remember of it. You know, it's just coming out with, with food and, and, you know, anything that could cut me off from the rest of the world was, was what I was doing to not experience. Um, <clears throat> uh, I've lost 100 pounds, still morbidly obese, so uh, even with mid-2000 sessions being baggy, uh, you still can't find that kind of weight. Um, again, still living an amazing life, but just getting through things, right? There was no living life. There was just kind of like, let me get through this, and then let me just get to Friday, and then I can figure something out, and then I'll hide out in my apartment, and you won't, you know, you won't see me till Monday, or I'm just like, you know, answering the question, how was your weekend, Lewis? Oh, it was great. It was fantastic. <clears throat> 2006. I love this photo. I love this photo because people, I, I love their faces. You know, I kind of scroll through it uh, and go, people go, oh, you know, you know, sometimes you can even see them mouth open oh, for him, you know. But what uh, my sponsor in particular loves this photo is like these eyeballs, like there's nothing behind here. You know, there's a massive God-sized hole in this guy's chest and there's a tornado swirling in his brain. Right, and this is this is the most important thing to me. Right, I'm not here to tell you like you know what my meal plan is. I'm not here to tell you like what it is I don't eat, what my alcoholic foods are. You know, neither you you don't need me for that. Right, you don't need me for any of that. <clears throat> I'm here to tell you how I got to God. Right, how how I, this session was released for me, and how I have a power greater than myself that I truly believe 110. percent That's my job here today. Um, and this is what happens when you don't have a spiritual solution to a spiritual problem. And, you know, when I can't deal with life on life's terms, food will come and knock in and I will gladly swing that door open. Um, <clears throat> I'll crack it open and it's just like, boom. Remember me, friend? And this is what happens, right? Um, I have a wedding ring on. This is uh, right before my divorce. I just couldn't show up for that either, right? One of the things with this disease, right, today, you know, I get to practice these principles, right, this recovery in all my affairs. When I am in the disease, I absolutely positively practice my disease in all my affairs, in everything that I did. I would love to say that me binging myself to death was just a me problem, but it, it infected everything else around me and everyone. 
Uh, this was my natal birthday, April 2020, mid-pandemic. Um, one of the best ones that I ever got. I still don't care for pants. I'm wearing shorts right now, too, with a shirt on. Um, don't worry about the duvet cover. It's just a temporary. Much nicer one. Um, but anyway, the reason I like to like to show those is because, you know, this, this disease physically ravages us. And it's unrelenting, incredibly sticky, and will creep up on you. And I love that in the beginning of this, we read how it works. And one of the key things when we read how it works, right, first three paragraphs, you hear the word honest, honesty, rigorous honesty about 300 times. You know, why is that? Because if I can't be honest with myself, how the heck am I going to be honest with God, right? I'm going to be honest with another person. I can't, I can't do it. I have to be honest. It's imperative. And before I crawled into these rooms, I didn't know how to do that. Even here, it tells us, right? We're dealing with, with alcohol, food, nonsense, cunning, fast, and powerful. It tells me up front, without help, it's too much for us. I still want to do it solo. But there is one who has all power. That one is God me. I know. You know, and still, I try to do it without a spiritual answer. Still, to this day, I wake up and I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I can get 20 more minutes of sleep if I skip prayer meditation. I would love to do that. But what happens, right? For me, I truly believe that I was born in close ovary. And that clock restarts every morning. Every morning, I wake up compulsive over it all over again. My antenna is busted. My antenna to God is busted. And the only way for me to tune that, right, is through the prayer and meditation. Or else, all, all of a sudden, I'm getting, you know, the adult channel all scrambled back in the day. <laughs> so I think I made something out, but who knows what it is, right? That's me without a connection to God. Filling in the blanks. And I love that it says half measures avail us nothing. It says that. And, and to this day, right, I still haven't met a corner I haven't loved to try and cut. 110%. Oh, my God. <clears throat> um, it's funny because, uh, you know, I had a, my, my, my bottom for me was, you know, I, I had a massive binge. And it stopped me if you heard this story. Uh, you know, I was just for suicide. I wanted to kill myself. About years ago. I was sitting in this very apartment. And New Year's Eve, because of course, you know, I can't do anything regular, right? It's got to be extra dramatic. Of course, I want to kill myself on New Year's Eve. And I sat in this apartment, and I was scrolling through my phone and doing that thing where it goes, no one wants to talk to me, right? Everyone's too busy. Everyone's having a good time. No one wants to hear from me. I'm, I'm not loved, not cared for, blah, 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 blah. And I, and I thought, like, that's, the, that's it, right? I'm originally from Chicago, Moved out here about nine years ago. And I'd already effectively cut myself from my friends and family back home. Who noticed? And something in the back of my mind said, just 
that thing up. It was just loud and just flat to the bed. The only help I really knew how to get was, like, I will see a therapist, right? I go, ah, oh, it's great, yeah, right? Like, you know, I, I pay you, you, you know, you fix me, and it's all, you know, I don't do any group crap, and it's all on the down low, and, you know, I speak in your office, and, you know. And the first time I ever felt, like, seen, where someone had, like, cracked open and ripped off the armor of my BS was on the second session and my therapist saying to me, Louis, you're an addict with food. And I tell people that it felt like a punch in the chest. And I did an ugly cry for the rest of the hour. And she asked me, are you willing to go to something called OA? I said, no. <laughs> are you willing to call the number? No. I had to take a few more body blows from life. Okay, let me call the number. Hey, Lewis, <laughs> great. There's a meeting. It's like a mile from you. Great. When is it? Oh, it's on a Sunday. Well, I just want to watch football on Sundays. What time is it at? 7.30 in the morning. Oh, thanks. Click. <laughs> I had to take a few more body blows. Of course, my mind was blown when I read in the big book that, like, you know, like sometimes we had to be beaten into a state of reasonableness. That's me. When the big book talks about a guy who hits himself on the head, you know, so he doesn't feel his headache. Yeah, that makes sense to me. With a hammer. Hits himself on the head with a hammer so he doesn't feel his headache. That's a Lewis-style good idea. Finally, I took enough where I crawled into that room 7.30, Sunday morning, Studio City. <clears throat> and of course, there's a giant sign that says, God is love. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I had been born, I was born with a bunch of medical issues. Required massive amounts of surgery throughout my life. And deathly afraid of doctors, because every time I would go for like a checkup, buddy, you got to be admitted. And I kept thinking to myself, why would God do something like that? Why even let me be born if this is what has to happen to keep me alive? So I'm pissed. I'm mad at God. And you've got me walking in this room and says, God is love. And I'm not exaggerating. The giant sign is massive. And I sat down. Something told me to sit down. And there's a lovely, older, short-haired, uh, 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 body-sized woman sitting in the thing. And she said, hi, my name is so-and-so, and I'm an anorexic. Throw my hands up. I'm like, what the hell is this? The opposite of my problem. Did I come on the wrong day? The wrong me? That slap in the head hit again and said, stay. It took like three minutes. Right for me to hear <laughs> my story from this woman's lips. Manifestation of disease was different. The holy shit, the, the spiritual malady was the same. The insanity was the same. And I just sat there going like, I started bawling again. 
And I kept thinking, crap, I belong here. So, of course, what do I do when the meeting's at? I make a beeline for that parking lot. Because I am going to McDonald's and I am going home. That's my good idea. Thank God someone stopped me. Someone stopped me and said, hey, me and some people get together for breakfast. You want to go? I lied. I said, yes, I'd love to be there. Be there. I drove around. I was heading straight home, and something told me to go. Like today, I, I know that was my higher power. Look, you're helpful for me. And then I kept going to meetings. And then when I would share, I would talk about the disturbing things that I done with food. And, and, and really the only way to describe it is disturbing. Because I can give you a drunk along, right? We'll have it have a few chuckles about it. But if you think I'm going to sit here, tell you about the thing, the way I ate, the things I did with food, well, you're out of your mind, sir or ma'am. Not going to happen. That's, that's between me and my shame. But as I would say those things out loud, people's heads would nod. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, of course. And still, slowly but surely, someone was willing to extend a hand out to me and say, do you want some help? Now, I had spent my entire life dealing with relationships as transactions. You do something for me, I now owe you, right? I mark that off. I've done something for you. That worked good. I don't need to deal with you. Right? So automatically, someone would ask me if I need help. What's in it for you? What's in it for you? Today, I know it's your your, your sobriety, right? Your life. I didn't know that then. It was so important for me to just say yes and accept the help. The hardest thing I had to do was wipe the hard drive clean, right? To accept help. Someone in these rooms was willing to show me how to grocery shop. Someone in, in these rooms was willing to, to, to work with me through the big one. Someone was willing to take my phone call when, when, when I couldn't get on the ride at the amusement park. So that's why it's imperative, mission critical, that I do things like this. Because I've sat there, especially if you're new. Let me talk to you directly. I've been in your seat and heard all this crazy stuff. And let me tell you something. I'm not special, right? I'm just a dopey dude who took enough body blows to go enough. Let go. Here's five-minute warning, Louis. Thank you, Carol. To sit there and go like, wait a minute, I, it's God as I understand them? 
I can have my own that's just for me? And hold on, I can actually clean up the resentments I have about the one I grew up with? What? Game changer. The spiritual experience that we talk about in Appendix 2 happened. It was a dimmer switch for me, right? You guys, I spent 37 years of my life just stumbling around in the dark, angry, sad, and fearful. And then slowly but surely, all of a sudden, and I don't care how hokey it sounds, right? All of a sudden, I am bathed in the sunlight of the spirit. All of a sudden, I can hear the stories that you've told to us, right? When I hear stories about people who, who, who you know, would drive around looking for a payphone to commit their food. Those stories stick with me. When, when fellows would come with me, visit someone who, who, was, who was joining program, and couldn't move from their bed, had it stood on their own two feet in two years. So we would bring a meeting to them. Those stories resonate. Right? You come in here and, like, I, I came in here and, like, <clears throat> if you know me, you know, like, I love to joke around, right? I love to have a good laugh. I love to have a great time, you know, but. That is only available from, from, from me having worked these steps, having had that experience, right? I take this so deathly seriously because it's a life and death errand we're on. I can't mess with it. Right? And, and it's funny, we, we hear the things when people go like, go to any lanes, go to any lanes. And I always think, oh, these grand sweeping gestures of me going like, oh, I will never, blah, this and that. And going to any lengths includes the little things. It's me making those phone calls when, I, hey, I'll be honest, I don't really want to sometimes. When do I ever want to look at that, right? When do I want to ask someone how they're doing? Let me tell you how crappy my day was. But the more I take these little directions, right, when the time comes, you know, like I always think of the example of the karate kid. Why am I waxing these cars? And all of a sudden you're in a tournament and you're blocking, you know, like, why am I doing this? You'll find out when the moment hits. And the diseases happen on your shoulder when you least expect it. Great example today, I was talking with someone and, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I was wearing the shirt and stuff. And, you know, I just do it because that's the direction I was given by my sponsor years ago. And I just do it. I don't know why. Just because I was asked. And that's really the basis I work on today, right? Like, I don't know anything. There's nothing to figure out in this program. There's nothing you have to do alone. There's 78 people here today. And like, odds are pretty good. The thing you're going through, they've gone through you. I mean, pretty dang good, really. 
One minute to wrap up. One minute. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things I love, favorite stories in the big book, or one of my favorite, uh, sometimes, um, you know, we forget about the stories in the back. And one of my favorite is on page 510, <clears throat> uh, towards the end of Gutter Bravado. And I love this, love this. It almost makes me cry every time. Uh, and it says, the meetings gave me what my sponsor likes to call one of the most important words in the big book. AA put a we in my life. We admitted we were powerless over alcohol and no longer had to be alone. Fellowship and activity kept me coming back long enough to work the 12 steps. The more I did, the better I felt. I started hanging out with my sponsors, some active people at the meetings. Told me how gratitude is something that is demonstrated and not talked about. Gratitude is action. They suggested I was lucky to still have a car, even though I was a junker. Therefore, I might consider taking a less fortunate to meetings. It reminded me you can't teach anything to a know-it-all. So remain teachable. When old behaviors started to creep back in, they called me on it. When life just didn't feel right, they talked about developing faith and relying on my higher power. They told me lack of power was my dilemma and that there is a solution. I took to AA immediately and believed like a child that if I leveled my pride enough to thoroughly follow their path, I'd get what they had. And it worked. Starting out, I just wanted to keep the authorities off my back. I never wanted for this program changing the course of my life or showing me the way to freedom of happiness. Today, I have freedom and happiness, and it's available to you, too. My number is 312-804-2623 if you're listening to this later on. And if you don't believe me, call me and I'll tell you how you're wrong. Thanks for letting me share. Um, this is a time for questions only. Put that in bold. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any of us after the meeting, or you can call my number. It's in the little box here. Um, please re also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. Uh, when asking questions, you need not identify yourself. If you ask a question last week, please wait until the first three questions have been asked before raising your hand. Uh, if you have a question and are in person, raise your hand. If you're on Zoom, type your question into the chat and a tech host will read it out to the group and speaker. We will alternate between in-person and online questions. The speaker will repeat the question before answering. Oh man, I'm so bad at that, so please don't be mad at me. Uh, I don't. Would like um, uh, oh, oh, a question. Sorry to interrupt for Zoom. Um, if you would just send your question to me, to Deb, um, I will repeat the questions for you. Thank you. Okay, I have a question. Um, can you please share on what your daily spiritual routine looks like? Oh, yeah, totally. It's 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 super easy breezy, right? Like it's or just the, the practice of it, right? Of just doing it. You know, I get up in the morning, and it's gotta be, gotta be, gotta be, gotta be our meditation. Gotta be right. You know, I use for me personally, just for me, the third step prayer is sort of me dialing the hotline, right, to my higher power. That puts me in a space of asking for help, right? You know, putting me in a space of just, just like, what do you, what, what, what can I do for you, God? Right? How can you use me today, right? And then it, it's usually a conversation. Um, what is also very, very helpful for me is the set aside prayer. It's super modular. Whatever, you, whatever is going on, right? 
you know, not help me set aside everything I think I know about dealing with this salesperson at work, right? Why? Why am I asking for a different experience, right? Or why am I asking for that, right, to set aside? Right? So I can have a different experience, right? So I can get off the insanity ride, right? So I can stop doing the same things over and over again, expecting a different result. Set aside a prayer, amazing. And then I do my meditation immediately after. Um, people do it different ways. I like to get out of bed um, uh, to do it, but there are some days, hey, I just sit up and do it in bed. Um, you know, I have a little pill that I like, and I just plop down and plop down on it, you know, throughout the day, right? Uh, the instructions are clear for me in the big book. My, my sponsor loves to point that out, right? You know, throughout the day, they connect to my higher power. I'd love to talk to God in the car. Um, the uh, And then throughout the day, right, see where I'm being, right, fearful, right, where I'm being self-centered, you know. Sometimes I'm a little more blunt and I say, when's my head up my butt? You know, like, <laughs> spot check, is my head up my butt right now about this? A lot of pausing, right, a lot of, lot of, uh, lot of uh, uh, you know, asking where God is in this. Um, at the end of the day, I do a nightly review. Um, some great apps if you do that. You know, uh, uh, initially my sponsor had me write those down and send it to him. You know, now I just kind of, you know, do them for myself. Um, and that's sort of the spiritual portion uh, uh, for the day. Uh, great. Um, is there any questions in the room? Yep. Okay. Yep. Hi. Thank you. Um, okay. You talk about making amends and particularly if and how you made amends to yourself. Oh, you know, look, this whole process of, of, you know, me, like, saving, right, asking for help finally, that's 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 me taking care of myself, right? Like, I, I didn't need to make an amends, uh, uh, like, a formal amends to myself. This recovery that, that I live today is that amends, right? <clears throat> and that that's how that goes, you know. Like, I, it's easy for me to go into morbid reflection about, like, the, the already the, the medical issues I've had, and then to, on top of that, say, you know, oh, but on top of that, you still weighed close to 400 pounds, right? And, and, and I could sit there and do that, and, and, and I just can't afford it, right? Um, you know, the, the, <laughs> the funny thing with amends was I was more scared to make amends to, to other people, right? I was like, <laughs> I'm not making one to this person. I'm not making this for this one, right? I'm not making one to this person. Um, those were the more scary ones. To me, you know, today, not killing myself with the food, that, that's sort of my living amends. Thank you. Uh, what is your food plan? It, look, here's the thing with the food plan. It, it doesn't matter, right? I can tell you I do, right, three meals, no snacks. You know, but, but even then, work with your sponsor, right? For me in particular... I work, work with a nutritionist, right? You know, she's a professional. This is what she does, right? I have specific needs with, with my, you know, I have a kidney transplant, my second one. So I've got, I've got separate needs than you, right? You know, I take that to my sponsor. There's open communication. There's no secrets, right? Going back to how it works, honesty, right? So work on that with your sponsor. You know, your food plan may vary. You know, you've heard the things a thousand times, I'm sure, where it's like the thing that works for me might kill you. So, you know, food pan, okay. Any questions here? Thank you. Anybody else, another in the room? 
Yeah, there's a question. Okay. Can you repeat that? It, it's muffled. How did you let go of expectations of working, of how to work the program? Yeah, there you go. How did I let go of expectations in working a program? I mean, I was out of ideas. What else did I have? You know, and I had it funny. I, I, I came in, and like I said, look at how many beat downs I had to take, right? You know, I, I'm, I'm hard-headed, and I learn the hard way. I have to take my, my, my licks to, to really learn, and that's sort of the barrier of entry to just going enough for me. You know, how much more damage can I? And here's the messed up part. We're such, we're such sponges for pain, right, that it's easy to go, like, that's fine, fine, fine. We're going fine. We're doing great. You know, I was just out of ideas. I was just out of ideas. What else, what else, what was my other option? You know, and, and, but, but just to do it, you know, take, take, when I see these people that were in the rooms hugging, you know, laughing and, 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 you know, not, not sweating like, like what, what the food was and not sweating like having neutrality around that and, and living this. And I'm like, crap, I think I want a piece of that. You know, and when my sponsor's like, Great, there's a way to do that. Do what I do. All right, it's super scary, you know, but at the end of the day, I knew my other option was, uh, you know, the food sitting here on New Year's Eve. You know, the, a great example for me, the, the, the real moment that I had where, like, the God is or isn't moment for me, right? The one where, where it finally hit me. Um, my, my second. My, my first kidney transplant was failing, right? It was the one my brother had given me uh, back in 09 or something, 08. And my kidney was failing, and I'm sitting in the emergency room, right? The, the doctors had just told me, your kidney's failing. You need to go on dialysis by this afternoon. I'm laying there, and I got my phone in my hand, and the same, same feeling as New Year's Eve, where I had to sit there and go, Okay, I've got two options here, right? One, I can let, let people in. I can call my sponsor and say, what do I do? I'm terrified, you know, um, and, and let people in, right? Take some direction. Two, I keep it to myself and just see what happens. You know, I, I, that was the, the seminal God is or isn't moment, right? And I, I knew where that other path took me. I had experienced it with, when my kidney first failed, Right? So that was enough for me to go, I need to go all in on this. And I've been all in ever since. So, you know, look, if you've got ideas, if you've got ideas of, of ways to do it different or do it better, I mean, we literally read at the beginning of the meeting how it works, right? Like, it's called how it works. There's even a chapter called There is a Solution. And, and right, the half measures of illness, and we still look for those. So, you know, take the direction of your sponsor. You know, just be out of ideas. Wipe the hard drive clean. Sorry, that was a really long answer. That was great. Uh, did you have any outward physical wreckage, for example, loose skin or stretch marks, and how do you deal with body image? My, uh, my, so it's funny, there wasn't a moment before I walked into the program where I did not think about how I looked 
you know, to you, everyone else, like how I sat, how I, like how my shirt fit. I would do the thing, you know, the, like the, where you're just kind of like adjusting your shirt all the time. And, and there wasn't a moment where I didn't think about and completely hate my body. You're like, okay, right. I think to myself, it's bad enough. I was overweight, you know, morbidly obese, but I had the scars, the physical scars of multiple surgeries on my body, right? So I'm thinking double whammy. That means double the pity for myself. <laughs> so today, right, in, in this program, you know, I am so grateful, like, that my body is still even moving. The fact that I am still alive, right? The fact that I was even able to find a second kidney. You know, today the gratitude, like we just read in, in, at the end of Better Verado, is gratitude in action, you know? So today, right, I nourish myself, take care of myself, I go for walks, you know, stuff like that. Like, my body, the way it looks today, not my business. It's just not my business. The scars, they're there, right? You know, I've got, from this last transplant, I've got a, like, foot-long scar down my abdomen that fits like a 15-inch scar that runs right down the middle. I've got a 7-in-1-inch one that goes down my Oh, that's fine. Uh, sorry. Uh, so, yeah. So, anyway, so what can I do, right? It's my body. I've only got this one until they can slap my brain into a robot body. This is the one I got, and I love it. Okay, any more in the room? I have a question. Um, thank you so much for your share, Alex. I mean, um, Lewis. Um, my question is... <laughs> sorry, I hear like an echo. Anyway, um, you spoke a bit about honesty. Do you mind just getting into that, like, like your journey uh, in recovery with honesty, being honest with yourself, being honest with others, with your sponsor yeah. and family? And I mean, I was lying for no good reason. You know, for no good reason. And it was just it was so easy. And it was like a reflex. And I, I'm a very visual person. And I could almost, when I would tell a lie, like the visual Rolodex would flip through, right? And some of you don't know what a Rolodex is. It was a literal kind of thing when you put little cards on, and it would just flip, and it was a circle. And you just pull little information or, or business cards out of them. And that's where my lies came from. Just pick one, pick one, pick one. And, and, you know, I just started to see that, like, it wasn't getting me anywhere, right? It's exhausting to keep track of the lies you tell yourself. Exhausting to keep track of the lies you tell other people, you know. And that's on top of the, the energy I've spent worrying about that, right? Or anything else. Or the fear. Or, or the anger. It's just... All of it ends up to be so exhausting. I think we've talked about like like all the energy we spent right on on that kind of stuff, and it's been so much better little by little, right? It wasn't all at once. I'm not a not like that, you know. <laughs> little by little, to be able to tell the truth to my sponsor, right? What did you actually eat? My first day, I remember someone asked me to text them on the hour. If, if to, to make sure that I hadn't been, right? To ask me, did you binge it? You know, just a simple text. I have not been to hour, right? And and to do that, that was my first level thing of honesty, right? And then to just commit to saying, okay, I'm only going to eat this, right? And it started with a plate, you know, like I'm not going to binge today. This is what I ate, 
day, five and a half, five and a half years of, of, of abstinence, I still send pictures of my food. That's just, that's just what works for me. You know, that that's honesty. Go ahead, look at it. Here, here it is. And, and then, right, slowly working these steps, being honest with that, right? Fearless and thorough, right? All of a sudden, the more honest I am, the, the more open I am, the more comfortable I am. Oh, my God, like, this is going to be fine because I don't have to keep track of the lie. I told you, uh, Cheryl, Margo, Nikki, I don't have to keep track of any of those lies, right? You know, uh, um, uh, one of my favorite people in this program goes, you know, talks about living out loud. And, and I love her for it because it's so absolutely true, right? Just without the secrets and just there's that weight, that, that emotional, mental weight is just gone. And you can't beat it. You can't beat it. Um, okay, you touched a little bit on this um, in your share, but do you ever just think that this is too painful and it's just easier to die, just to throw in the towel? Yeah, in the beginning, absolutely. Look, because, right, when have I ever wanted to look at my own massive pile of BS, right? Like, the, 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 I always tell people, yeah, things look good, right? It's like building this beautiful, you know, compound. You know, you've got the nice house, you've got the, 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 all this, and it's this great, beautiful front that is sitting on a landfill, and it stinks to high heaven. <laughs> it's like, like I don't want you know, and but and it's like come on in, take a look around, don't mind the stench. Also, don't open uh, that door, uh, don't look behind that cabinet, you know, don't look in there because it's gonna be like the infomercials where you open it up and all the crap falls out, you know. Um, uh, and and the one it, minute warning. Oh, um, um, where was I going? Uh, um. I totally lost what, 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 what I was saying. The, uh, sorry, that's not your fault. Uh, uh, what was the question again? About throwing in the towel. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so right, you know, and, and at first it was just as simple as me going, huh, my sponsor did this too. His sponsor did that too. Right? That person that, that talked to me in the parking lot was able to do it and live. You know? So maybe there's something to this. Right? Maybe there's something to this. If if today, like you know, if you're going if you're going through it and think it's too painful, you know, like I said, I'm no rocket scientist, right? I'm no I'm not some genius, you know. I'm not some I'm just a, like I said, dude who's cooking up body blows, right? Like, how much pain are you willing to take? Try something different. That's your time. Sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 no. Thank you. No, it's my I just weekend brain. It's a real thing. Uh, it's uh, 9.15 p.m. Now it's time for the secretary's announcement.